Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. I've never been a fan of Russell Brand, which I guess is now an in vogue thing to say considering the allegations against him. But note the use of the word allegations. That's all they are. Nothing more and nothing less. They're allegations. All of a sudden, every single woman around the globe has had some kind of issue with Russell Brand and he's guilty of sexual assault this and sexual assault that. It's as if nobody knew that his entire kind of history and being was that of a, of a scumbag. And the fact that as of late he's been doing uh, this show and engaging in commentaries that, that, that maybe you liked and you agreed with about free speech, well, of course he's probably a free speech guy. doesn't change the fact that I've always thought he's a scumbag and I never really thought he was funny. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. Find everything at TonyKatz.com. And people are sharing, oh, look at this off-color joke he told. He's a comic. Yeah, the guy has told an off-color joke. Uh, he, he's probably told many a joke in his life, pushing the envelope in every single way. The fact that I never found him funny is inconsequential to the fact that that's what they do. Think about how offensive George Carlin was to some. Think about how offensive Richard Pryor was to some. Lenny Bruce was to some. Mort Saul was to some. Dear Lord, I can point you in every single direction and you'll find some comic you didn't like. That's okay. Are they allowed to tell the joke? Yes, they are. Yes, they are. But it seems that these these allegations coming out against him has to do with the fact that he isn't so much a comic anymore. Isn't so much acting anymore. Now he's an influencer and he's talking to people on the political right and therefore he must be destroyed. My executive producer, Matt Hiblin, was making uh, th- this point that it's, it's very obvious that there are women who have uh, these moments that happen and they just don't come forward. That obviously happens, and I'm not saying no to that. I agree. But can anybody note how odd it is that all of a sudden now everything about Russell Brand is coming out? Not when he was this guy, not when, not when it happened, not a year after it happened, not two years after it happened, but years, literally years when it happened. Four women allege he sexually assaulted them between 2006 and 2013. You mean a decade ago, at least. But now that he's an influencer amongst the political right, now it all comes out. After all, he has to be destroyed. Does anybody else find that odd or peculiar? Strange? Tony, how dare you? Believe all women. First things first. For the sake of clarity, no, I do not. I do not believe all women. Let me say it again. I do not believe all women. Also, same breath. And there are going to be people who only use the first part and don't use the second part. Note it right now because those are people who are frauds. I don't believe all men. I don't believe people just because they make a claim. I believe that there needs to be some level of proof of a claim. I believe in innocent until proven guilty. And I don't believe in destroying people because you don't like their politics. And anybody who believes in that kind of stuff 
isn't actually an American and isn't decent. They are obscene from the word go. They should be noted as obscene. And I'm going to at least note that the timing in this has to do not when he was at the height of his celebrity, but now that he's on Rumble in other places and having conversations about free speech. I'm going to notice this. I don't even think the dude is funny, but I'm sure as hell going to notice. I'm going to notice that YouTube has now suspended Brand from making money. He has 6.6 million subscribers. He makes a million a year from his YouTube channel. Not bad money if you can get it. Why in the world is YouTube suspending somebody when there are only accusations? So an accusation means you don't get a career anymore? An accusation means you don't have a job anymore? It's an accusation. Who said these women were correct? Why do we start with this place? Oh, it's an accusation. Well, there you go. You have no idea what Russell Brand did or it didn't do. You have no idea. Why would you then make the decision that it can't be monetized? Is anybody going to discuss how disgusting YouTube is? They're disgusting. They don't have a, a, a standard. What they have is an ideology, and that's the only thing that matters to them. What a bunch of bigots. YouTube is a bunch of bigots. I'm saying that I don't like Russell Brand. I'm saying I don't think the dude is funny. I don't, I don't dig the whole uh, strung out, greasy look. Not my thing. I don't know. Maybe maybe it's your thing. Hey, to each their own, right? But to tell him he can't make money from his site? He didn't say things that were instigating violence or anything else? Somebody made some accusation against him, and the next thing you know, everybody under the sun has got an accusation against him. And, oh, there's going to be uh, 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 a... Uh, Investigation by the Sunday Times, the Channel 4. This is over in, in, in the UK. I'm not even arguing that the accusations aren't serious accusations. I, if you notice in this whole uh, conversation, I didn't say that they were lying. What I said is I don't de facto believe all people. I don't believe all women and I don't believe all men. I don't de facto believe the accusation. I would like to understand what the allegation is and then we can go from there. The idea of believe all women was always a ridiculous concept not rooted in anything having to do with jurisprudence not rooted in the concept of innocent until proven guilty. It was rooted in the idea of who do we decide to destroy today? That guy, he's destroyed. And I'm sorry, I ain't given anybody that power. No one is that special that they get to decide because I say something, that other person is destroyed. They don't get a career anymore. They don't get a life anymore. Won't do it. I have no idea. No idea what the, the the depths of the accusations are, including an accusation of of uh, rape, including text messages. When a girl says no, it means no, and Brand replies that he's very sorry. I don't know what I'm supposed to do with that other than that. I need more context of it. 
When a girl says no, it means no. I don't know what she's referring to. Is she referring to sex? Is she referring to force? Were there other opportunities where they had a sexual relationship and this time was somehow different? There's a series of questions that can be asked. All I have is this. And in your mind's eye, you're like, well, that's enough. I don't know if that's enough. I don't know if a text message is enough because now you want me to believe that the text message is legit in a world of fake this, fake that, and fake the other. It could very well be legit. That's what an investigation is for. Innocent until proven guilty has to mean something. Now, if you or I decided that we saw that, we're like, okay, we've seen enough. And we don't watch Russell Brand's videos anymore. Well, okay. We can make that decision. We can choose via the market not to engage with his content. That is different than whether or not the brand, YouTube, can demonetize him. He didn't violate any of YouTube's rules. An allegation is not a violation. And a standard has to apply. I've been really, really focused on standards lately because they're, they're so unbelievably important. And yet it seems as of late, we have none. It seems as of late, we have absolutely no standards at all. And I'm not so sure as a society, an American society, how we are supposed to survive without the standard innocent until proven guilty. I don't know how that world moves forward. What I do know is that if it does, it's very bad for all of us. It is a very bad society. If you no longer have innocent until proven guilty, you have guilty until you prove your innocence, that society cannot thrive. And certainly, guys like me, we don't end up on radio very long. Oh, no, no. You instigated X. Well, I guess he's off radio. You instigated Y. I guess he's off TV. You instigated this, or you said this, or you're being accused of that. It's not, it doesn't even have to be true, not true, doesn't matter, just the accusation. No more. Without the standard of innocent until proven guilty, we don't have anything. Now, you have heard me say um, the Constitution is for American citizens and um, not for others. I don't know if Russell, Russell Brand isn't uh, a U.S. citizen, is he? I don't, I don't think he is. Uh, but it wouldn't be so much about Russell Brand as it would be about YouTube and it would be about how American companies go about doing things. And certainly we don't equate Russell Brand to the Communist Chinese Party. YouTube is supposed to have a standard and I'm demanding that they uphold it. Unless this isn't their standard. As a company, they took a, take a look at accusations and say, well, that's enough for us which is a very perilous place to be if an accusation is enough to keep you from being able to make a living. And we should note people have not liked Russell Brand or there's been uh, an, an issue with Russell Brand. Let's go back to 2021. This is Forbes, the backlash against Russell Brand explained. Is the British comedian Russell Brand becoming an alt-right influencer? Fans began to grow suspicious after Brand's YouTube account began to embrace hyperbolic, clickbaity titles with the important words in all caps, like vaccine apartheid, Don Lemon's COVID bombshell. 
Well, it's fascinating that the backlash didn't occur when the allegations, if you will, existed between 2006 and 2013. As long as he was on the political left, no one cared or perceived to be on the political left. But the very second he started, you know, engaging in conversations that weren't the accepted political left norm, well, then a backlash has to come. You could see how this was starting just a couple years ago. I don't know. Let there be an investigation. As far as I'm concerned, that's that's always uh, fine. These women have their allegations. They have their allegations. But allegations aren't proof. And allegations aren't fact. And it is not lost on any of us. Even if these things are true, that it was okay to bury them when they were happening, a la Harvey Weinstein, and only bring them out when they could do somebody some good. In this case, the political left, to silence a guy they consider too popular. Maybe too on the nose. Maybe too focused on things that they don't like. Maybe too convincing. Maybe too much of a threat to their ability to maintain power over others. I'm not here to defend Russell Brand the person. I don't give a damn about Russell Brand the person, to be honest. But to defend the idea of innocent until proven guilty, all day, every day, without question. And to be able to share with you, to note the such explicit nature of what happens when somebody does not tow the political left line, then the truth can come out. Until then, nothing. We see you. We see how it is this operates and how this acts and how disgusting it is. I still put my content to to YouTube. I'm there. But God, that organization sucks to high heaven. They really don't believe in the things we believe in. They don't actually believe in, in, in a, a free and open society. They, they, they don't believe in innocent until proven guilty. It's disgusting. It, it's very possible that Russell Brand is guilty. Well, that's what has to be found out. To act before that, that's just disgusting. That is not a free speech society. It's anything but. I'm Tony Katz, and this is Tony Katz Today. I said it would be today. It's going to be Friday. Well, anybody could have picked Friday. Anybody could have picked Friday. That's a that's a shame. Tony Katz. Tony Katz Today. It's good to be with the United Auto Workers. Sean Fain, who heads up the UAW, saying that Friday... You will have more uh, uh, of the plants going on strike. More United Auto Workers going on a strike. I thought that would be today. But this is how they said they were going to do it. 13,000 on strike, and then they'll put more on strike. They'll put more on strike and try and build up the pressure on the big three, on Ford, on General Motors, on Stellantis, formerly Fiat Chrysler in order to get the concessions. But I don't think the concessions are going to get to a 36% pay increase. And I think everything is going to be directed to what they do for these retirement benefits. I think the cost of living increases is right out. I don't think that's going to happen in the slightest. I really don't. 
I can't imagine that there's going to be some kind of COLA cost of living adjustment uh, happening there. But I love the fact that over at CNBC, Phil Kernan decides that he's going to talk to Randy Weingarten, communist, head of the American Federation of Teachers, about the issue regarding the UAW. If it yeah. turns out that, that, that the, you, the big three are much less competitive because of higher wages or, or whatever, and it, with, with Tesla, is that okay if the government subsidizes these big pay increases? If down the road it's taxpayers that end up, uh, you know, getting stuck with whatever it costs get, to get a 40% pay increase, are you okay with that? Look, the government has been subsidizing the oil and gas industry for years. The government okay, is that actually, okay to do this again? Of, that that I mean, doesn't make this right, I, though, does it? What, what I'm, I'm saying is that if you have fairness in the labor market, if you have fairness so that families can actually afford to live in homes in Toledo, if you have fairness in this kind of way, what you're asking a worker to do is deal with everything that the U.S. government and that enterprise and industry should have dealt with for all these years. What I am saying is that workers need to have a fair shake, and they have not had a fair shake for all these years. She's outside with the strikers, by the way, and that honking is because she's outside and people are driving by honking in support. Subsidizing of auto manufacturers. Her argument, by the way, is an interesting one. Well, you've subsidized oil and you've subsidized uh, uh, gas, right? For, For years, why not subsidize this? Let's not subsidize anything. Let's not give them money. Now, that is a scary thought uh, when you live in Indiana, you're in the Midwest, and you know what's happening, for example, with farmers. We should be clear, when we're talking about things like the Farm Bill, which the more I learn, the more complex it is, and the less I realize, I, I, the, the more I realize, the less I know about it. Um, there's a level of subsidy going on, but there's also a real reticence in America to spend $5 a gallon on milk. Right? There, there are reasons things happen. We have to ask ourselves, do you want to pay for it now or later? There's, there's a real fascinating kind of mathematics that has to happen. And, and, and one of the problems is we're not honest enough. We're not. Um, but there's a difference between the idea of ensuring that food makes it to the table and ensuring whether or not somebody is getting paid X, Y, or Z to make a car that people may or may not want if it's being forced upon them through horrific cafe standards and other issues. The manufacturing of of cars is not food on the table. This is a different subject altogether. And even if we're talking about the subsidizing of gas and oil, which I could find myself in agreement that we should not be engaged in, it would still be a different subject. Meanwhile, the United Auto Workers continue to strike. They will have more plants that go offline and strike uh, this, uh, this Friday. I'm surprised they're waiting until Friday. And I don't think they're done yet. This might take a while. I don't know if it will or won't. Right now, I get the feeling that it might. How's that for hedging my bet? I'm Tony Katz. This is Tony Katz Today.
Today, uh, five American hostages are on their way home from unjust detention in Iran. Unfortunately, the deal that secured their release may very well be the latest example of President Biden rewarding and incentivizing Tehran's bad behavior. Over the past two and a half years, the administration's weakness and desperation have emboldened emboldened a massive state sponsor of terror and would-be nuclear-armed aggressor. Mitch McConnell certainly speaking fine there in the well of the Senate talking about this, this hostage deal. Six billion dollars, five Americans back. Don't get me wrong, I'm glad the Americans are back. But was the price too high? Yes. Yes, it was. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. Find everything at TonyKatz.com. T-O-N-Y-K-A-T-Z. TonyKatz.com. We didn't write a check. We simply unfroze the money. Money that will be used for terrorism. Money that will be used against American citizens. Certainly against Israelis, but against American citizens. Of course it will. There's no question. There's no doubt. There's no debate. Anybody who says otherwise, lying through their teeth. You gave Iran $6 billion, and if you say they can only use it for humanitarian purposes, you must think we believe you. You must hate us. This is a CNN headline. How Iran can use the $6 billion involved in the release of five Americans. Any way they want Why would you believe the money uh, was uh, uh, being held uh, in uh, accounts in South Korea got transferred to different restricted accounts in Qatar via banks in Europe? The money has been uh, transferred. The Iranian government claims it can use the money however it pleases. The Biden administration is stressing that the funds are narrowly limited to non-sanctionable purchases like food and medicine and that they will be subject to strict oversight. What kind of person believes Iran? And the answer is an Obama kind of person. The desire to somehow work with Iran has extended from the... the, um, the Obama administration, sorry there, to the Biden administration, which has, of course, everybody saying uh, this is more proof uh, that uh, Biden is nothing more than the third Obama term. The same people, the same philosophies, the same misguided nonsense philosophies regarding Iran. The Iran nuclear deal always allowed Iran to get a better opportunity to nuclear power. And yes, nuclear power means nuclear weapons. I've had many people try and disagree with me. I I laugh them out of the room. And I want to say it now, just so we're clear, the Iran nuclear deal brought Iran the opportunity to a nuclear weapon faster. It was a terrible deal, which is why it was never put forth as a treaty, because Obama knew that it couldn't pass the Senate then. To be in favor of this was to be a radical person who does not favor the strength and security of the globe, never mind just the United States. It's a laughable thing to say that it brought value. 
Obama was wrong. Just say it, he was wrong. Not that bright. He was wrong on this. Trusting Iran is, of course, wrong. And believing that Iran can be brought to the table and you can have some rationality with with the hardliners, the clerics, the mullahs, the ayatollah, that's impossible. Only when Iran returns to being called Persia and Persians are able to live their lives in freedom will you be able to work with the nation. And oh, I can't wait for that moment. That's going to be a good moment for the globe. But the Ayatollah, these mullahs, you can't reason or rationalize with these people. They only understand strength. They only understand power. It's us or them. I choose us. What can I say? Uh, I'm a guy who, uh, who likes to take a stand for you know things that are pretty easy to take a stand for. I'll also take a stand for the things that are tough. Don't get me wrong. But sometimes it's a gimme. Sometimes it's just like a layup right there. Uh, oh, it's, uh, it's us or the Ayatollah? I'll choose us, please. Thank you. Thank you very much. The $6 billion will be used as the Iranians see fit. It will be used for terrorism. Everybody knows this. It will be used to continue to be an issue to oil tankers and others passing through the Straits of Hormuz. I mean, take a look at a map. Have you ever taken a look at the Straits? S-T-R-A-I-T-S. Hormuz. H-O-R-M-U-Z. I'm doing it with you. I'm looking at it with you. It is this weird little, like, peak that takes place. It's a thin, thin area, the Straits of Hormuz. And the Straits of Hormuz separate Oman and Iran. There's a series of nations there, three nations there, that the Straits of Hormuz actually passes by Oman uh, to the to the I'm going to say the east and the United Arab Emirates to the west and there's Iran right there on the on, on the north so you can say United Arab Emirates to the to the southwest and uh, Oman to the southeast and then uh, Iran to the north you got to do that little hook to get all that oil and again then go into the Gulf of Oman and that's where Iran is engaging in patrols and going after oil tankers, etc. Well, you, 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 you have to understand that you just gave them $6 billion to keep being a pain in the ass. And to keep doing this to rattle people, to hurt, to cause pain, to get themselves more financial benefit. And then the money gets used to destroy Israel because after all, that's their thing. We shouldn't kid ourselves here. Shouldn't lie to ourselves about about what their purpose is. If you think you can give them six billion dollars and they're going to use it to feed their people, you are a fool. You are a ridiculous senile old man. Oh, oh, oh man, I just kind of hit that, hit that on the nose right there. So yes, I appreciated Mitch McConnell. Going down uh, to the well of the Senate and saying so. Take the $6 billion the United States has reportedly just released to the Iranian regime. Administration officials have insisted that this money is subject to strict oversight and may only be used for humanitarian purposes. Iran's president, on the other hand, 
understands that money is fungible. He said, and this is the exact quote, humanitarian means whatever the Iranian people need. And the needs of the Iranian people will be decided and determined by the Iranian government, end quote. Well, Madam President, we know quite well that the Iranian people's needs and the Iranian regime's priorities rarely overlap. I mean, I'm sorry. Say what you will about Mitch, and I've said many things, and I've said he can no longer be the leader of the Republicans in the Senate. But damn, he's right there, and it's said perfectly. It's said beyond perfectly, and you know it, and you're like, yeah, that's really good. Of course. Of course. Only Joe Biden is foolhardy enough to think that because he said it's going to happen, we're going to live with the danger of this. Meanwhile, Biden is at the UN, and um, he spoke earlier today. I'm going to take some time to 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 go over everything, what it is that he had to. I had a couple. I had a couple of clips, didn't I? Don't I have a couple of clips of him? Right here, yeah. Here we go. Here we go. Here, here, here's some uh, some Joe Biden at the United Nations. Now, even as we evolve our institutions and drive creative new partnerships, let me be clear: certain principles of our international system are sacrosanct. I have no idea what he just said, and neither do you. That's the leader of the free world. That mumbling, stumbling, whatever. Now, even as we evolve our institutions. I, 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 I have no clue. Certain principles of our international system are sacrosanct. I don't know what they are because nobody understood what he had to say. It's embarrassing, people. It's embarrassing. And yet we still put him up there. But he, he, can, uh, he can do a lot, you know, like uh, say we should spend more. Under the new president of the World Bank, Change is already taking root. Last month, I asked the United States Congress for additional funds to expand World Bank financing by $25 billion. And the G20, we rallied the major economies of the world to mobilize even more funding. Collectively, we can deliver a transformational boost to World Bank lending. Yes, yes, more spending. More spending. Oh, they'll, they'll love it in the U.N. Good, good. Spending good. Not going to be good for inflation. And, of course, you can understand him clearly when he's talking about climate. For one day, for one day, my administration, the United States, has treated this crisis as an existential threat from the moment we took office. Not only for us, but for all of humanity. Did he just say for one, wait, for one day? For one day, for one day, my administration, the United States, has treated this crisis as an existential threat from the moment we took office. Oh, you meant from day one. You meant from day one. You see, what you said was... For one day, for one day, my administration... Yeah, but you meant from day one. No, no, no. It's totally fine. That happens all the time. It happens all the time if you're John Fetterman, maybe. But when it comes to climate, 
man, somehow on that, he, he can get through a sentence. Record-breaking heat waves in the United States and China. Wildfires ravaging North America and Southern Europe. Can we just stop for a moment? It wasn't record-breaking heat in the United States. It wasn't record-breaking heat. We discussed this in our own Indiana. We, 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 saw, we spoke to the experts. It's been hotter. Why? Because the maps that they put out on Good Morning America show all this red. Look at the violent heat wave coming across the nation. Your children will boil. Boil, I say. <laughs> Back to you, George Stephanopoulos. Thanks, Ginger Z. That's, that's what they may have shown you, but that wasn't reality. Nonsense. And for a second there on wildfires, I thought he was going to get into Hawaii. And it's like, oh, no, 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 no. That ain't climate change. No how. But he ain't done. A fifth year of drought in the Horn of Africa. Tragic, tragic flooding in Libya. My heart goes out to the people of Libya that's killed thousands, thousands of people. Together, these snapshots tell an urgent story of what awaits us if we fail to reduce our dependence on fossil fuels and begin to climate-proof the world. That world is going to suck for your kids. That world is going to suck. Climate-proof the world. How does that even happen? By the way, you know that last week... That Kilauea uh, erupted. It was three months quiet, and then it uh, erupted. This was, I think, this was a week ago. You understand that a volcanic eruption could put, could do more to change the climate in an hour than humans could in a lifetime. I mean, if you just pay attention to any level of of, of science. The ash that a volcano can put into the air will take a very long time to dissipate and can have a far greater effect, immediate effect, on what it is we feel and, and, and the air that we breathe than anything put out by a Cadillac Escalade. But they don't care. They don't, they don't, they don't care that those are the facts. What they care is the ideological agenda to you living without a car, living without air conditioning, and most probably eating bugs. Oh, please, don't tell me that I'm being some kind of conspiracy theory guy. Oh, no, no, no. No, no. No, you turn that off right now. You know and I know their desire for you to eat a cricket is super high. I am not. You stop that. Stop it, I said. Thank you. That was unnecessary. I am not, I am not being ridiculous. I am not trying, I'm not engaging in fear mongering. They've said the words, you'll own nothing and you'll be happy. And that involves food and the end and involves the crickets. No, not cool, man. Not cool. Thank you. Good Lord.
Biden can't put together a cohesive sentence, but he sure knows how to sell you and your children down the river, which is where you're going to go to wash your clothes and get water now. Uh, Biden's future is just terrible. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. Keep it here. So it is all eyes on government shutdown because Republicans have a pretty big disagreement on whether or not they're okay with a continuing resolution. And Kevin McCarthy, he has clearly decided, you know what? I can't live my life in fear as speaker. I'm going to lay it on the line. And if this house wants to challenge me and they want to go through this vote again, well, let's go to it. But I'm going to actually push for what I want And that's all there is. Republicans have not responded in in unanimity. I'm okay with this. I'm okay with the the very idea that maybe we want to do it this way. Maybe we want to do it another way. And some Republicans believe this and some Republicans believe that. Because I like the idea that we're having an open conversation about debt about spending, about how we run the country. Let the country see it. I think this is good. I think this is a plus. Democrats always talk about, well, we're all in agreement. Look at those confused Republicans. Democrats will do whatever they're told. Republicans, not so much. So I'm okay with the openness of this. I don't know when it ends. I don't know how it'll end. And I don't know if there'll be a shutdown. But that's what tomorrow's for. I'll catch you then, everyone. Take care. Take care.